0: College basketball tournaments are back, and so are Brackets. Get comfy on your couch, turn off that Zoom camera, and sign up for your men's and women's USA
1: Today sports bracket. Register at brackets.usatoday.com. Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Denver Broncos. This is the Broncos Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary and Broncos Wire editor, John Heath. All right, we're back. We're talking literally on the eve of the official start of free agency. And uh, the big news right now for the Broncos, John, is Vaughn Miller returning to Denver. They have picked up his option. We'll see if there's a restructure in store down the line. That's possible. But I think Broncos fans are kind of rejoicing right now, right? Vaughn Miller is back this is a good thing for the Broncos as they enter free agency and, and uh, start to put this team together for 2021.
0: It would have been ideal and it would have been nice if they could have restructured his contract and gotten his salary cap hit lower than it's going to be. It's like 22 something million with his option being picked up. But uh, I would much rather pay him a little bit more maybe than uh, his value would be being a 32 year old guy coming off an injury. But the alternative to that is you decline his option. He's released a free agency and if that happens, I don't see him coming back. I think somebody else is going to make him offer, and I think he's going to be kind of disgruntled with the team, like, okay, they didn't want me, they cut me, I'm going to go in somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I'd much rather pay a little bit more, maybe overpay a little bit to keep him in town than uh, not p- pick up his options. So it's, it's a bit pricey, but like you mentioned too, there's a possibility that down the road they may still come back and try to restructure it again. It's not like this has to be as locked in salary but now he is locked in for at least being with the team for 2021. So I think fans are very glad about it. I'm glad about it. Like yesterday on Monday, I was thinking – I was like it would be such a bummer if they cut Von Miller just from like a nostalgic and sentimental aspect because like he's he's a Bronco for life. He wants to be a Bronco for life. He won a Super Bowl for them. And, and last year, he missed the whole year with an ankle injury. So if his last season in Denver was him sitting on the sideline injured, that would have been such a disappointing way for him to end his tenure in Denver. And then, like, in addition to the sentimental aspect, like, he's still Vaughn Miller. He's still a very good player. He's still a productive player. He's a good pass rusher, and he's good against the run, too. Like, I feel like Miller's very underrated as a run defender because he's so good as a pass rusher. That's all everybody Thinks of him as, but like he, he's an all-round, all-purpose outside linebacker, and I really don't think there's anybody that they could have got much cheaper at all in free agency that would have matched his production, and there's certainly nobody in the draft that they could have gotten that would have matched his production right away. No doubt. So, it, it, of course, it it is a bit pricey, but I like that they're bringing him back. And it gives them flexibility. Like if they want to draft a pass rusher high, they still can thinking about the future. But now they have the flexibility. They don't feel like they have to address pass rusher. They can get one in like the middle of the draft or something in grooming. So I really like that approach. And we'll see if his contract changes at all coming up the next few months.
1: And there's no sugarcoating it. He's your best player. There's no one else in the Broncos who who is better than Von Miller, so he should be your highest-paid <laughs> player. Yeah, they don't have Deshaun pay. Watson yet. Exactly, exactly, right? Deshaun Watson, that's a different story, and he would be your highest-paid player. But right now, you can pay Von Miller, I mean, and that's fine. I think the interesting part is going to be, okay, whether they restructure this thing or not, like we're going to be back in this situation next year, so... Could they still work out an extension, too, John? Is that still in the cards?
0: Yeah. I I wonder, like, this is just completely speculating, but I wonder if he said to George Payton at all, like, hey, I want want to make as much money as I can, especially because we're not going anywhere right now. But if you bring in, like, a franchise quarterback or, like, you do something huge that, like, makes us contenders and to make it happen, I need to restructure, come to me then – and Peyton's like okay that's fair like i'm i'll work on getting to sean watson then we'll come back to this we'll give you like a three-year extension and like rework the figures to lower your cap hits and like completely hypothetical but i'm just saying like i wouldn't be surprised if they come back and like add on a couple years to his contract and lower his cap hit not just this year but the next few years and if from miller's perspective if it doesn't look like they're going to contend there's no reason for him to be willing to take less than what they agreed to pay him in his contract because he's he's still a good uh, edge defender and somebody's going to pay him. Like if he becomes a free agent next year and the Broncos like don't have their franchise quarterback or whatever and they're like, all right, Vaughn, we're not paying you that much anymore, he can just say, okay, I'm walking and somebody will pay me because I'm still productive, assuming he still is productive next year. I think with the way he works in the offseason, the way he takes care of his body, I have a feeling that he still will be. So it it will be interesting to follow for sure.
1: You know, the money seems right as well. I mean, Bud Dupree just got $16.5 million a year uh, to sign with the Titans. So, you know, you, you'd expect Miller to be a little bit higher than that, right? So it's not like the money is terrible. And it's not like yeah. the team is, is completely handcuffed because Denver, as you wrote on Broncos Wire, John, they still have more than $22 million in cap space remaining. They still have money to make some moves. And the Broncos have have made some moves within the last day or so. We're kind of reacting in real time to it. We're we're wrapping our heads around these moves, John, it, kind of in real time. They re-signed uh, Shelby Harris, which I think has got to be another move that uh, pleases the fan base. And they signed corner Ronald Darby to a three-year deal as well. So they shelled out some money for Darby. Three years. It's a thirty million dollar contract, almost twenty million guaranteed. And this is a position of need for you. I know you were high on them going after a corner. I'm not sure if Darby was on your list. What do you think about this move?
0: Yeah, I like Darby. He once in on my list, I made a free agent list of cornerbacks on Broncos, Wire guys I thought they could target. And like I thought of him, but I didn't include him because when he was a free agent a couple years ago, to my knowledge, they didn't go after him. Like I didn't hear anything about them being interested in him. And it may have been that they did, and I just wasn't aware of it, but I, I didn't hear anything about it. So I was just like, okay, I assume they just don't like him for whatever reason. But clearly, uh, George Payton does like him. And I feel like it's, it's kind of like a sign of the times in Denver. Like, there's a new era in Denver. George Payton, he doesn't evaluate guys the exact same way uh, John Elway does because they didn't go after uh, – presumably, they didn't go after Darby a couple years ago. And this offseason, apparently, Darby was the top cornerback in free agency on their board. And, uh, like, just another example, Shelby Harris, they gave him an extension. Like, last year, John Elway let – Shelby Harris hit free agency and test free agency and like luckily teams really undervalued him I think and he ended up coming back to the Broncos and the Broncos just gave him a one-year prove-it deal like they showed no faith or commitment to him and then this year George Payton comes in and he rewards him with a three-year contract like uh, 27 million dollars like LA didn't do that for Harris so I I just feel like it's Peyton coming in, he, he's running things different, which is good because the way things were been, had been running the last few years, it just wasn't working out. Another example like that, uh, a linebacker, Austin Calitro, Elway pursued him for like two years. He tried to claim him off waivers. Another team beat him to him. Then later he tried to claim him off waivers. Another team beat him to him. And then finally Elway traded for him. And he was just like a special teams linebacker. But Elway just evidently really liked him. And he became a free agent this offseason. And Peyton watched the film. And he was like, Nah, I don't like him. And they didn't re sign him. And it was just like that linebacker, Shelby Harris, and Ronald Darby. To me, it's all signs of uh, George Peyton. He's putting his stamp on this team. And like you would expect him to, he's the GM, he runs the roster. But it's just interesting to see the contrast between the two GMs. And I think both moves are good. Like Darby. Darby has a little bit of an injury history, which is a little concerning, especially because with the Broncos, you have the same thing with Bryce Callahan. Like he's a good corner when he's healthy, but every now and then he gets banged up. And then you have to have good depth behind him because he's got a history of it. And Darby's kind of the same way. So I wouldn't be surprised. You mentioned they still have cap space. I wouldn't be surprised if they add another cornerback or maybe even get a cornerback high in the draft. Like It's still possible that they might draft a cornerback ninth overall because the three guys that they got right now, I feel like all of them could start and they could be comfortable with all of them starting. But if any of them go down, you've got to have depth behind them. And right now, I feel like they just don't have good enough depth. So I think corner could still be a position to be addressed.
1: As a fan, if Darby was on the top of Peyton's board for corner, I'm good with it. I'm glad he went out and got him. That's what you want to hear as a fan. Now, we'll live with the results, but if that's their number one target and they went out and got him, I'm behind that 100%. I agree with you. I think that's a great way to put it, John. Changing of the guard. Speaking of Peyton, he attended a certain guy's pro day. Hmm. Got our antennas up a little bit, John. So let's talk about this thing here. Coming up next, where was George Peyton? What quarterback was he checking out in person? We'll do that coming up next. (laughs) All right, John, to steal your words in an email to me, genuine interest, due diligence, smokescreen, I think the next steps the Broncos take could be revealing, and what, what are you talking about? The quarterback position, of course, this is an ongoing theme of the Broncos Wire podcast, we're always talking about the quarterback, always talking about potential replacements for Drew Locke, you know, that's one of my favorite topics, and George Payton attends the Pro Day of Trey Lance, and I know you've got opinions on this thing, so What'd you think of Peyton going to Trey Lance's pro day? I know he hasn't been making appearances at other quarterbacks pro day, right? So this is a thing. There could be a connection here.
0: Anytime a GM goes to a pro day, it's notable like a couple of years ago, Elway, he went to, he went to a Missouri game to watch drew lock in person. And then he was at the pro bowl and watched drew lock in person. And he just, you could tell that he fell in love with drew lock and it's, it like it doesn't guarantee anything. It doesn't mean that Peyton is in love with Trey Lance, especially because he has said that he likes to evaluate quarterbacks in person. So it may just mean that he's just doing his due diligence. Like that, that is a possibility. And I said the Broncos' next steps this offseason, I think, will be revealing because if Peyton goes to Ohio State's pro day, and if he goes to BYU's pro day, and uh, like Alabama's pro day, and Clemson's pro day then I'll be like, okay, he's just looking at all the top quarterbacks in the draft, whatever. But if Lance is like one of the only top four quarterback pro days that he goes to, I might be like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Like he's he seems to be really taking a close look at him and not the others. And it may be because there's a good possibility Lance could be the only one of the top four quarterbacks available at number nine. Or it could also be that Lance wants it to appear – that he has genuine interest in him because Lance could be there at number nine. And if there's a QB needy team below the Broncos that want to think if they truly think the Broncos are in at Lance at number nine, they might be willing to trade up and give the Broncos a couple of picks like the Patriots. They just a couple of days ago, they gave Cam Newton a one-year extension. And to me, someone like Cam Newton, I think would groom uh, Trey Lance really well. Oh, and don't, if the Patriots... don't tease me,
1: John. Don't tease me. Don't tease me. <laughs>
0: But if the Patriots feel that Peyton really likes Lance and could take him at nine, they might be willing to trade like their first round pick, maybe a first round pick next year, or like an extra second round pick, like whatever it may be. If the Broncos can use perceived interest to move down and get good or get more picks and then also get a good player, I think they would love to do that. So, it may be a smokescreen. It may be due diligence. It may be that he's truly interested. And I think another way that we could kind of read into it a little bit is what kind of quarterback do the Broncos bring in this offseason? We're talking now on Tuesday, and there, there seems to be like a run on veteran quarterbacks. Uh, but if if the Broncos gets like, I think Andy Dalton just got a deal. Yes, think poor, the, poor, Taylor. the poor
1: Chicago Bears. And I just want to say my sympathies to Chicago Bears fans out there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dalton's a yeah. Chicago Bear now. Hey, Go on.
0: And Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're, you're good. Ryan Fitzpatrick got a deal. So those guys aren't options, but like that type of quarterback, if the Broncos bring in somebody like that, I would think, okay, they're probably bringing someone like that to push and mentor Drew Locke. But if they, Tyrod Taylor's off the market, but if they had gotten someone like a Tyrod Taylor, or if they traded for someone like a Marcus Mariota, Somebody that, like, like again, like in the Cam Newton kind of a quarterback that you were like, okay, somebody like that could really groom Trey Lance well – then I would be like, okay, why are they bringing in a mobile quarterback like this? That's a dual threat. I would be like, hmm, I wonder if they're truly thinking about Lance at number nine. And like Drew Locke is like, Locke is mobile himself, but it's different. He's not, he's not to the extent of Trey Lance at all. Like, he did not rush for the amount of touchdowns Lance did. Like, Drew Locke is not a Cam Newton. And Trey Lance is not as big as Cam Newton either, but I feel like. Between those two, Trey Lance is much more Cam Newton than Drew Locke is. So anyway, my point is, like, the profile of – assuming they do bring in a veteran quarterback. If they bring in a veteran, the profile of that quarterback, I think, could give us a tip of are they leaning Drew Locke, are they leaning Trey Lance, or whatever the case may be. So it's something interesting to follow for the next few weeks, for sure, leading up to the draft.
1: The moves that the Broncos did make, they made a little flurry of moves on Monday night as you were trying to get ready for bed, John. Making a flurry of moves, keeping you up all night working on Broncos wire. And, uh, you know, obviously you're going to be excited about Von Miller. You're going to be excited about Shelby Harris. If Ronald Darby was a target for them, I, I like that they went, got him off the market, go get him. I like that. One move I didn't love and I don't understand is Philip Lindsay. I know you're a Philip Lindsay guy, John. Now, the Broncos place an original round tender on Lindsay, which can't be used all that often, John, because I've barely heard of the original round tender. I've never heard of this thing, but it basically means, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the expert here, but it, it basically means the Broncos can match any offer that Lindsey receives, but if they don't, Lindsey's new team won't owe the Broncos any compensation like they would if they placed a second round tender on him or, or you know something of the like. So they're literally letting Lindsey set his own market and will have to make their decision from there based on what offers he receives and you're risking losing this player who I think is a cheap, good Bronco. And I know you love this guy. And there's a lot of uncertainty with Melvin Gordon and his offseason stuff. So why are they dinking around with Philip Lindsay? Like, they might lose this player. And I don't like it. We just saw Devontae Booker, an ex-Bronco, sign – what was it? A, a two-year, $6 million deal with the Giants or something of the like there. $3 million a season. You could easily sign Philip Lindsay for something like that or at least place a tender on him so if he leaves – you you get some compensation back, but it sounds like, I don't know, this is a confusing way to go about it. I don't like the move at all.
0: I think it shows that George Payton does not value Philip Lindsay at all. And I think it shows that George Payton is absolutely fine with losing him. Like I think George Payton doesn't mind if they lose him and like he's a fan favorite. And like you said, I like him, but part of it is because he's a Denver guy and stuff. But, from a f- pure football perspective, I kind of understand why Peyton Dunson value him that much because he's not a very good pass blocker, and he's not even that good of a receiver. So he's somewhat of a limited running back, and he's been a little dinged up. So I I get that Peyton Dunson love him, but I was surprised, just like you were surprised. Like like you mentioned, they're going to get nothing for him if they don't match and offer someone else. Someone else, and the original round tender that they gave him it's like two something million dollars and a second round tender is like three something million dollars so literally for just one million more they could have guaranteed that if they lost him they get a second round pick back and instead of that they'd rather just save one million dollars and I know like it's a salary cap league and the salary cap is lower than usual this year because of COVID and stuff but like one million dollars come on like you can afford to give Lindsey one million dollars to I, ensure that yeah. he stays with the team, and I think he's worth and the it. Fa- I think he's worth it. Like it's it's gonna be debated, and fans are gonna, and pundits are gonna debate if he's worth it or not. But clearly, Peyton Dunson thinks that he's worth it, and I think this definitely shows that the Broncos are definitely gonna draft a running back. Because like you mentioned, Gordon has an uncertain future. But even say he comes back this season, I think he will be back this season next year. He's going to become an unrestricted free agent. And just say Lindsay has no market at all and the Broncos keep him, he'll be a free agent again next year. And they showed this year they don't view him as like a long-term option. They certainly don't view him as a workhorse option. So the Broncos got to think about the future of the backfield. And Peyton, he was with the Vikings for 14 years, and during that time they drafted seven running backs. Interesting. And he wants, good, good point. He wasn't the general manager, so he wasn't like calling all the shots, but he was part of a front office that on average drafted a running back every other year. So I feel like that trend kind of tells you how he v- views drafting running backs. And with Lindsey, he may be out this year. Gordon, he probably won't be signed next year. I think that definitely says they're drafting a running back. When they draft a running back, I don't know, but I think it's definitely a position to add to their draft needs. And I, I completely get what you're saying about Lindsey. Like, I was very shocked, and I know a lot of fans are upset about it, but I think it just shows, like, Peyton, he's coming in. He's putting his stamp on the roster. The guys that are not his guys, they're on their way out.
1: I just felt like I could live with Philip Lindsey at $3 million a year. I, I just i have no problem oh, with yeah, that.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. Like it's literally one million more. A yeah. second round tender is just like three something million. Like he's really not worth three million. I, like my thing is, what are you using that three million for? Like, what's that going to be the difference? And maybe it will be the difference. And I'll have to eat my words, but
1: Deshaun Watson. Yeah, <laughs> they're saving it for yeah, they're saving okay, it for yeah. something. Then we can if get it's on board. One
0: million dollars for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I sign off on it. We need every 100%. penny we can get, John.
1: No, yeah. I and but I but you have to get it. Like yes. The best thing to do at the running back position is to draft running backs and pay them those crappy rookie deals that you get running backs yep. on, and they outperform their deals, and then you can build around them in other areas, and that's just a great way to go about it. It's kind of like what the Packers did with Aaron Jones. You know, they yep. they draft him in the fifth round, develop him, turn him into a Pro Bowler draft AJ Dillon in the second round and then they get ready to get rid of it oh no 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 no! wait they paid Aaron Jones oh sorry sorry they went against their own strategy there but that's you know that that's a story for another day but yeah I mean that's a that's a good strategy I thought that was a great point probably attacking running back in the uh, in the draft if they don't match an offer for Lindsay it seems like he's gone
0: even if they do match an offer I still think they're drafting someone because even if Lindsay and Gordon are the top two guys this year I think they're both gone next year for sure and it there's there's a decent amount of decent running backs available and it seems like there hasn't been much of a market for them so far maybe it'll heat up in the coming days so i'm not so sure that like teams will be throwing money at lindsey but i think probably somebody will be willing to pay him just like you said like three million or something and if the broncos weren't willing to give him a second round tender worth that much i don't think they would match an offer from someone else for that much so I definitely think he's probably – especially because I think Lindsey, he's going to be so mad about this. Like, He was born and raised in Denver, grew up in Denver. He was a Broncos fan, big Terrell Davis fan. And the Broncos, the year Philip Lindsey came into the draft, they drafted two running backs, including one in the seventh round. So they could have picked Lindsey in the seventh round. They passed on him. And then after the draft, they wanted to sign him as an undrafted free agent. And even though he grew up a Broncos fan, he was so mad at them for passing on them. He wanted to sign with the Ravens instead. <laughs> and his mom talked him into staying in Denver. He's like, she was like, just stay here in your hometown, play for your hometown team. And he he ended up listening to his mom and playing for the Broncos. But like, if he was that mad about them not drafting him, I can only imagine how mad he is now that they won't pay just an extra 1 million to keep him in the team. Like if somebody makes him an offer, I bet for sure, he's going to want to go He's gonna to want to go prove himself, and he's gonna to want to play against the Broncos and prove that they made a mistake. So, I definitely feel like he's trending toward leaving for sure. Uh, I'll
1: leave. I'll leave you with the final word here, John. Uh, the Broncos have some cap space; they can go and make some moves. They better hurry because Bill Belichick is scooping up everybody. Uh, so they <laughs> for better, real. They better make some moves quick, but. You know, what do you think what do you think could come next? Maybe a position or a guy like what do you think Denver might do when we get back on here next week to start talking?
0: Yeah, I think they might still add yet another cornerback. They might look at linebacker. I think so I don't know when it may let it drag out to like roster cuts later, but I think at some point they're going to want to add another quarterback in free agency. If they, well, even if they do draft someone, I think they're going to sign a quarterback. So quarterback is a position to watch corner. I think still could be a position and linebacker could be a position to watch, but with, they have like 22 million. I'm not so sure that they're going to want to bleed it down. I wouldn't be surprised if they want to roll over a decent amount into next year, because uh, Cortland Sutton and Bradley Chubb, they're both going to have the rookie contracts coming up. And those are like pro bowl key guys. You build a team around. So I bet Peyton's already thinking about the future a little bit, thinking about money to give them extensions and then Justin Simmons, he's locked up for this year, but they still want to give him a long-term deal. So Bradley Chubb, Cortland Sutton, Justin Simmons, getting long-term deals for those guys, the cap that they have now, a big chunk of it may go towards them. And then otherwise, I think they might just do fill a little hole here and there, like you get a veteran quarterback, add more cornerback depth in free agency. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully we'll have some more buzz to talk about well i know we'll have more buzz to talk about
1: next week john heath always on his game thanks for joining us on the broncos wire podcast we'll be back to break it all down next week we'll talk to you then